SAFM Sports Wrap. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you to the MoneyWeb team as well. They're back on your radio again tomorrow. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting to the hero, one of the heroes, I should say, of uh, the Titans. Momentum One Day Cup victory on Friday night. Uh, he put in a sterling performance up front. A youngster who I believe is going to be one of the biggest names in SA cricket. Aidan Markram going to be joining us tonight. But uh, let's start with some of the stories making headlines today. And uh, we'll start with football around the six. And the Nedbank Cup gets underway this evening. But Vestvitz and Supersport United both face tricky trips away to Quadaguza and Jomo Cosmos, respectively. Fresh off their vital win in the league over Supersport United this weekend, Baroka FC welcome Platinum Stars to the Peter Mukaba Stadium. The PSL rookies have gone four games unbeaten in all competitions, and striker Maboke Matlakala is, uh, says it's important to keep their winning momentum up. If we lose Nedbank what Nedbank Cup is playing, which means we are not going to play and as we don't need to rest now because we need to win every game so that we can survive if we say this week we want to rest we won't achieve what we want so we need that net bank game for us it's our home game we have to win the game we'll see in the ground we just keep on having the same momentum so we need the net bank so we're going to go all out like we used to to do in our league games now Following their win over Matsat Sansa, Matlakala says tonight's match will not go to a penalty shootout as they plan to finish the Quena off in regulation time. Uh, for us, we don't have to practice penalties because we're going to win the game in, in 90 minutes. Because now we still have that confidence. We just beat the team on top there. So we're going to go all out to win the game, not to go to penalties or extra time. Kick-off in all three of those matches, 7.30 this evening. News out of the National First Division. Milano United have parted ways with coach Bobby Solomons struggling at 14th. On the log, Milano's communications manager, Sean Ferrier, says something drastic had to be done. Unfortunately, the results haven't been going our way, and now we need to change. Um, hopefully, it brings a, a different um, avenue and aspect for the club, and we need to improve our current situation. We've, we've I mean, currently, as it stands, we are much entrenched in the litigation battle, which is very uncomfortable for the club. A replacement yet to be named, but in the interim, assistant coaches Douglas Williams and Byron Hendricks will lead the team. In news from the continent, uh, Kwezi Apia has been named as the new coach of Ghana. He signed a two-year contract. In international news, it's good and bad news for Liverpool. Daniel Sturridge is fit to face Bournemouth, while Sadio Mane will miss out due to a knee injury that could end his season. Meanwhile, Manchester City striker Gabriel Jesus has returned to light training after recovering from his broken right foot. There was bad news for the citizens, too. Defender Bakare Sanya will miss the next two to three weeks of action due to an abductor injury. Four matches look forward to in England tonight. Stoke away to Burnley. Watford welcome West Brom. Sunderland travel to the King Power to play Leicester City and Manchester United face Everton at Old Trafford. It was also announced today that the 2019 finals of the UEFA Champions League and Europa League will be played in the same week. On to cricket now, Proteas batsman Avi de Villiers will miss the Royal Challengers Bangalore's opening IPL fixture away to the Sunrisers Hyderabad tomorrow due to injury. De Villiers wasn't able to play in the Momentum One Day Cup final on Friday due to a back injury. It's also been announced that South African fast bowler Marshanta Langer has joined county side Glamorgan on a three-year deal. There's live action taking place between Sri Lanka and Bangladesh, the first T20 underway in Colombo. I'll have a live score update for you a little bit later on in the show. On to swimming now, Chad Leclose 
says he's approaching his swimming career differently to the way he approached the 2016 Rio Olympics. Leclerc qualified last night for the World Champs in Budapest in Hungary. That'll take place in July. Leclerc says he let the pressure get to him before Rio. Talking about winning gold medals and stuff, it's not, you know, right now, you know, back before, before everything happened, you know, 2012 and stuff, I was always talking about, you know, doing the best that I could be, you know, not always talking about getting a gold medal, you know, getting gold medals hard in world champs, you know, getting gold medal Olympics is, 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 is difficult, you know, and you know, you can, you, you talk about it like it's, it's nothing, you know, I think for me, you know, sometimes you'd be like, oh, I've said to you guys many times, I'd be disappointed if I never won in, in Rio, and the bottom line is I came away with two silvers, if I, if I think back 10 years ago, Two silvers and a gold is not such a bad result at two Olympic Games. So uh, that's how I'm going to approach my races from now on. You know, like I like I did before 2012. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the to the event. You know, you know I'm coming to bring it. You know, I'm always going to try and win. You know, I'm never going to be happy with silver, but uh, end of the day, uh, it's reality if you get silver. So. McClough, who moved to Cape Town from Durban in January, also changed coaches after leaving longtime coach Graham Hill. McClough says he's happier than he's ever been, and that he's making all the difference. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm just happy, guys. You know, I'm, I'm, I can't stress that you know, I'm, I'm in a really good environment. You know, with, with the new coaches, I'm just, I'm, I'm a different person than I've been in the last few years. You know, it's just leave how the swimming goes. You know, well, I don't qualify the next, the next couple of days. I know that I've put in good work, and I'm with people around me that, uh, that are for me. You know, and I'm, I'm in a happy environment where, you know, the, the coaching staff, the family, the whole new change up has just been great for me, and, and I'm just happy. It's nice to be appreciated. You know, by, by, by your people. So it's good. Day two of the 2017 SA National Aquatic Championships is currently underway in Durban. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, staying with swimming now, and uh, session two of day two of the South African National Aquatics Championships are underway in Durban. Some interesting finals to look forward to tonight. And uh, I wanted to get someone on who is in the know in Durban, and uh, Dean Price, the uh, SA Swimming High Performance Coach, uh, wasn't able to speak to us live this evening. So I caught up with him just before six o'clock when those finals uh, were about to start and uh, managed to get a few minutes with him with regards to what's happening uh, in the pool tonight, who's qualifying, who's swimming, and who's looking good ahead of uh, the World Champs later on this year. Dean, welcome on to SAFM Sport Trap. I know you are just about to get going with those finals. Uh, day two of uh, the SA uh, champs, uh, from, a, from a performance perspective, everything going according to plan? Yes, we've had a great start to the championships. Obviously, it's the first year now post Rio Olympics, and we're starting to build for Tokyo. Um, and we're very happy that last night Cameron Thunderberg showed that he hasn't lost any of his form qualifying for the world champs for the great swim in the 100 breaststroke. Tonight we'll have Chad Coe coming up in the turn of fly. He had a great relay split last night within the qualifying time, but obviously that doesn't count. And then I think the great thing that we're really happy with is our women's swimming. We have in August this year the, the World Junior Championships, and at this point the world um, qualifying uh, criteria is being met mainly by our young swimmers, our young girl swimmers. So we see, we last night we saw the likes of Kate Evening, Janae Kutia, Rebecca, Mida, all qualifying for the World Junior Championships, swimming exceptionally time. So you're really happy with women's swimming coming to the forefront where it's been in the background for the last five or six years. Absolutely. Dean, you, you mentioned the, the women's swimmers coming through. Obviously, the last few years, uh, it, it's just been Chad and, and Cameron who have basically been flying the flag. Are you happy from a uh, SA swimming point of view that we've got lots of youngsters coming through to, to fill the void when they do eventually call it quits? Yeah, absolutely. I think our young pool of talent is, is more on the women's side than the men's side, so we're really happy with that. Obviously, at our Grand Prix series in Stellenbosch about four weeks ago, Tatiana Schoenmarker, she's most probably our most... Um, highly ranked women swimmer at the moment. 
with a 224.9, which would have qualified her for the Olympics World Championships. So now we actually have women swimmers who are ranked right up there who put her in the top five, six in the world at this, for this year. So we're really happy with the performance of the young women swimmers. We obviously got a big night tonight with the 100 fly coming up and uh, 100 breaststroke semifinals. So we're looking for some great performance from these young girls coming through in, the, in these events. And we're looking to take a really solid team to the World Junior Championships. Yeah, Dean, there's lots at stake. You mentioned the qualifying times with Cameron qualifying last night. Chad's swimming a qualifying time, but tonight's the big one for him. That is world champs coming up, senior world champs coming up this year as well. So lots at stake, even though it is one year post the Rio Olympics. Yes, that's what we want, because, you know, someone on the league like Chad Crow and Cameron Thunderbird, if they let things slip, it's really hard to get back up there. So we want to see these kind of swimmers. They want to maintain their ranking, you know, top three, four in the world, because then it's pretty easy to maintain and get back into the medals. If you let yourself slip down to number 20 or 25, it's really hard to get back there. I've been speaking to Cameron last time. He said his biggest mistake was after London Olympics to let it go, to take too long a break, and he just never could get back there where he wanted to buy uh, Rio. So definitely not making that mistake this time around, having with a great 100 breast stroke. And then obviously, as you mentioned, the final tonight, hopefully can even dip under that minute. And, uh, you know, minute point zero last night, so just one or two tenths faster, and he'll be doing that. He'll be really happy with that, and that'll put him one of the highly ranked sinners going into the World Championships to be held in Budapest in July this year. That's taking place in Hungary. Dean, thank you very much for your time. I know you are pressed for time, and you've got to shoot because those finals are happening. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you. We'll catch you later. Okay, bye. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. This is South Africa's news and information leader and what a performance it was by the Titans on Friday night. The final of the Momentum One Day Cup and uh, yeah, they pretty much uh, put it beyond reach uh, straight up front. And uh, the two opening batters for the Titans really set up that victory. Uh, superb performance with uh, both Henry Davids and Aidan Markram both scoring hundreds. Aidan Markram scoring 161 from 123 balls. The pair standing in a 212-run partnership to set up that victory and seeing the Titans to 425 with a pretty impressive quick fire, 47 off 12 balls from Chris Morris right at the end to get them over that 400 mark. But we join now by Aidan Markram. Aidan, welcome on to SAFM Sport Trap once again. Uh, thanks for your time and congratulations on the win. You must be as a team and personally pretty chuffed with that yes Brad thanks um, like you mentioned it was um, quite a quite an awesome game for us um, we've sort of been striving to put, to put together that perfect performance for, for quite a time during the campaign and to have done it in the final was pretty special yeah, I mean, talk about uh, stepping up when it's needed most. Uh, I mean, you and Henry, that 212-round partnership, that almost put it out of uh, out of the worries reach from, from the get-go. Fortunately, it did. I think so, Brad. Um, look, at the end of the day, uh, we we all know the power of the Titans' middle order. I mean, you've got guys like Farhan Beldin and Albi Morkel, Arno Kuhn. Chris Morris was in the side on the final. And um, it was just important for us as openers to set the game up for them, really. Um sort of uh, get, get, get most of the new ball work done and then from there would allow them to express themselves and I think they, they're very good players in their own right and just for us to be able to set it up for them was, was our job done and it was really nice to do so. And from a from a personal perspective this season, uh, you've had a, a very impressive season and I'm, I'm sure you would agree and you, you must be pretty happy with the way you, you, you're playing at the moment and hitting the ball. Uh, it seems like everything's going right for you. 
Unfortunately, so yes, Brad. I mean, look, obviously in cricket, it's, it's obviously one of two ways. That I mean, fortunately for myself, it, it worked out quite nicely this season. Um, we, we've put a lot of hours behind the scenes and the dates and, and working on a few technical things with the coach, Mark Boucher. And fortunately, like I said, they, they fortunately paid off. And I mean, as mentioned earlier, at the end of the day, it's putting the team into a strong position. And if, if that's what's happening, I'm, I'm more than happy with myself. You, you talk about uh, Mark Boucher as the coach, but there's some experienced characters within the Titans setup as well. I think of Henry Davids, your opening batting partner. If you look at the two of you, he's probably coming towards the end of his career. You just starting out. Uh, the, the the sort of elder statesman in that setup. Uh, who have you sort of connected with most? Who have you learned from most? I mean, there's plenty plenty seniors around the side, and I think they're all very warm and welcoming. Um, Obviously, I've connected very well with the batsmen, uh, simply because the batting unit spends a lot of time together in training and, and off the field. Um, guys like Andy David and Anna couldn't have really helped me as the youngster. Um, they really fast-tracked my, my game and helped me understand my game better. And I think at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot of thanks must go to them for, for helping me out this season that I did. And in looking at the Titans in, in this one-day cup, campaign, obviously just missing out on that Sunfoil Series title that, that must have really hurt uh, I mean you, you had a, as a team a, a fantastic Sunfoil Series but uh, losing it on, on the final hurdle the, the way it, it was lost that, that must have made you really hungry to win a title like this one, it was almost like nothing was going to stand in your way with, with the Momentum One Day Cup Definitely I think it, um, it sort of it was a, actually a good thing that it happened um, it made us very hungry, like you say, to, to go out and win, win a second trophy. I think at the end of the day, it was really ourselves to blame. Having said that, the Knights also played very good quarter cricket. Um, but, I mean, look, any, any losses aside makes them hungry and makes them want to bounce back even harder. And I think that's definitely what the, the quarter lost it to us. Um, in hindsight, it, it hurts a little bit more to, to have known how close we were away from doing the treble. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's all part of the game, I suppose. And I suppose you could you could uh, say it worked out well for us because it made us like so nice and hungry to, to do one of the moments in one day cup. Absolutely. Eden, you've, you've represented South Africa at the highest level in under-19s. You, you obviously knocking on the door. The selectors can't not look at you from a performance perspective with what you've done this season. You obviously want to go on and, and play for the pro tiers. What, what's the sort of plan of action? Are you, are you just biding time? Would you like it to happen sooner rather than later, looking at some of the under-19s that you've played with who've, who've gone on and, 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 and made their mark uh, in, in that team? You, you must be pretty excited to, to, to get the nod at some stage. Yeah, look, Brad, I think it's definitely a goal for myself. I'm sure it's a goal for, for every cricket in the country. Um, in terms of plans for myself, uh, look, I've, I've never really been a guy to set an exact goal or, or date by which I want to have made it. Um, I think I'm more sort of taking in my step, and if it were to happen, I'd be super grateful and, and unbelievably honoured to, to be able to be selected. But if it didn't have to happen, I, like I mentioned the other night to a couple of my friends, I think it's still a bit more I need to learn as well. I mean, I'm still quite young. Um, so I think either way, in whichever direction we have to go, it only benefit me. And I'm, I'm very, very privileged to be in that position. Um, like you mentioned, a few of the under-19 guys, guys like KG and Adila have gone on and they've gone on and done really well. They haven't just been a number in the side. They've actually been outstanding performers and it's really good to see. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to what the next few years have, have been hold, but I mean, not, not expecting too much either. 
It, it must fill you with, with hope and belief and, and confidence. You, you mentioned uh, Kahisa Rabada and Andile Pelaguayo and, and the way they've come onto the scene. And like you say, they're not just there making up the numbers. They've stamped the authority. And, and, and you've played alongside them at junior level, and you know that uh, on, on player sort of level, you can do the same. So seeing what they've done, it, it must fill you with a lot of belief that, uh, that it's, get, it's got to come at some stage. Definitely does, Brad. I think, look, I mean, at any level of cricket you play or any level of sport you play, matter of fact, it's, as soon as you have that self-belief that you can compete at that level, I think you automatically have one half the battle. And I think they really make it easy for myself to, to believe if one day it were to happen that I, I could compete. Um, so it's, it's actually very motivating and inspiring to, to watch them do well. I'm very happy for them. They, they're awesome players. They're awesome people. And, yeah, like you say, I mean, benefiting me as well just watching them do well and I'm super happy for them yeah absolutely and uh, now what what's uh, sort of on the, the, the near horizon for, for Aidan Markram a bit of time off is it uh, a case of that or is it uh, working right the way through uh, there is fortunately a bit of time off now during April um, I think it's the 1st of May we're going to a spin camp in India there's a couple of guys that South Africa is sort of earmarked and invited to, to go on to this tour and that's going to be quite exciting I think it's about a week of, of spin camp in India um, and then after that I'm, I've got a stint in the UK with a club site there that I was at last season um, it's actually a South African guy the captain of the club it's really an awesome club and it's nice to go enjoy your, your off season there in the UK with, with some familiar faces well, brilliant stuff. Well, Aidan Markram, uh, congratulations once again to you and uh, the, the Titans squad on a, a fantastic performance. It was, uh, uh, yeah, when it mattered, you, you all stood up and were counted and uh, well-deserved. I think you've had a, a very, very impressive season and enjoy a, a bit of a break and uh, that time in the UK. Thanks very much, Matt. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. On to some rugby now on SAFM Sports Wrap, and we mentioned it last night that uh, Lions coach Yuan Ackerman uh, is leaving the Lions uh, following the Super Rugby season, and he's gone on to say that he's fully committed to the franchise until the end of the Super Rugby season. That after he confirmed that he's taken up a post, uh, post at English Premiership Club Gloucester as their head coach later this year. Ackerman says he owes it to himself, his players and the Lions to be committed right until the last day and expects the same commitment from his players. Yeah, no, I mean, I will be disappointed if, if the people, if especially the supporters, doubt my integrity and my commitment to this side. This wasn't easy this morning to tell the players. It was quite an emotional time and um, therefore um, they mean more to me than just players and um, I owe it to them to be 100% committed and then obviously I owe it to the, to the union for what they've done in my coaching career so there's no doubt to my commitment to the to the Lions all the way hopefully till the last hurdle but that, that we must still do a lot of hard work and um, you know my journey with, will, will only start once I once the job is done yeah so there's no doubt in my mind that we myself as a coach is 100% committed and I trust that the players will see that and feel that and that, that commitment from their side will also be 100%. Ackerman revealed the news of his departure to his players yesterday morning and wanted them to use their week off to digest and get over the news. Ackerman says their focus must remain on doing well in Super Rugby and that's what they'll do next week when they meet after their bye. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some players that 
we started the, this walk, this path um, a few years ago. Um, it was all a, all a difficult stage for us, so that's why I say it's a bit more than just rugby. Um, I said to them, I got a promise from God in January 2013 about the resurrection of the Lions, and and that to me means that every player was not by accident at the Lions. It is quite a special bond, so it was quite emotional and um, and special. But you know they understand hopefully, and um, I trust that uh, you know, like I said, that this is not goodbye. Um, I said to them, I hope that our relationship is from that kind that we will, in 15, 20 years from now, can have a reunion. You know, nobody's and still be the friends because we we really build a a, a friendship and a bondship that. I trust it's more than rugby, so it was it was tough this morning, but um, I made it clear to them that I want us to reflect on on the journey um, together and um, get it over and done by this week and next week. You know, the only, there's only one thing we're focusing on is super rugby and questions only super rugby. We're not going to uh, hop on this longer than than this week. Akaman admitted that he has ambitions of becoming Springbok coach one day, but his decision to leave South Africa for a coaching job abroad was always to help improve himself. At the same time, Akaman's willing to continue in his role as SAA coach in June until he departs and has no problems with Saru getting someone else into the job. I mean, obviously there's contracts in place and decisions that have, they have made, so um, I must look where I can enhance myself. So... Uh, at this stage, you know, I honour that the fact that you know um, there is a guy in the job, and and I can have this next few years to go improve myself as a coach. Um, and uh, if if that's my end goal, where where I must be, then that the door will open one day. But at this stage, I you know uh, played a lot of Super Rugby coach. Seven years of Super Rugby, three as an assistant and four as a head coach. So now I think it's time to go test myself different. Um, and every SA Rugby has got the right to choose who they want to. And if it's not me now, then maybe one day. But I mean, that's, for now, I, I can't wait. I'm, I had to make decisions. Are you getting to pull out as coach of the SA side I haven't really gave, gave that thought. I haven't discussed that with, with Rudolf or with SRP yet. Um, I, I am in the country still, so it's, uh, if they want me still to do it, I can. But obviously, if they feel that somebody else that, um, need that experience and must do it, then I'll, I won't stand in that, that person's way. An emotional Ackerman read out a message to his players, union and fans, thanking them for their support that they've given him during his tenure as Lions head coach. Yeah, if you don't mind, I wrote something small, yeah. I mean, obviously, if, um, if, if, if I wanted to write something, I, I, I could have wrote a whole book about the last few years. But, um, you know, I just, if you don't mind, I'm going to read it in Afrikaans. I just said, yeah. As my great heart here in besluit om weg te gaan en die post by Kloster te vat, my tydperiode was a buitegewone journey um, met meer hoogtepunte as laagtepunte en een van wonderwerk op wonderwerk. Ek wil die volgende bedank en kan nie sonder hulle hierdie verhaal geskryf het nie. Ek wil vir God dank vir sy leiding en hoe alles in plek geval het. Ek wil my gesin dank wat achter my gestaan het. Ek wil die spelers en my spanbestuur bedank vir hulle harde werk en onverwaardelike ondersteuning. Ek wil die personeel van die Leeuws bedank 
achter die skerms en dan wil ik die topbestuur bedank en besonders vir Kevin, vir Altman en vir Rudolf um, en dan laatstens om by jou vraag aan te sluit die ondersteuners um, toe ek hy kans gekry het in 2013 toe ek hy kans gekry het was hy al baie ondersteuners wat die ou net altyd ondersteun het um, so ek wil net vir elke ondersteuner wat by die leeuws gestaan het dier die dun tye en die, en die goeie tye nou dankie sê dat is verware voorrecht om die leeuws te kon afrug en deel te wees van hierdie enie en die ondersteuners en die spelerse lewe Ek het rechtig elke oomlik geniet, maar die tyd het aangebreek vir een nieuwe uitdaging en hoopelik sal dit ook so'n goeie ervaring wees. Um, en ek wil net vir allemaal maak jy sak wat jou aandeel was in my leven as africhter die so net dankie sê. Akkerman says coaching abroad is an opportunity of a lifetime and it'll give him a chance to test himself against some of the top coaches in the world. He also wanted to help build Gloucester into a powerhouse outfit in the same way he did in rebuilding the Lions domestically and in Super Rugby. I do believe that somewhere, you know, I mean obviously winning Super Rugby opened doors for you. Um, but I do believe if, 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 you, if one can go and, and do well overseas, hopefully a international site will one day say, listen, um, that this guy has done well in the southern and northern hemisphere, so that was a way of thinking as well, to, to improve myself as a coach, you know, now suddenly you're going to measure yourself against guys that I've, I, 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 I admire and respect of what they achieved with the clubs, you just think about Bath um, and uh, Wasp and also uh, Exeter Chiefs, that coaches also took that sides from nothing and built it up, so um, you're going to get tested uh, in that European competitions and, um, what, and just as a player um, has got this dream of, of playing international I think once you start with your coaching career everybody wants to at some stage doesn't matter what role coach international so hopefully that will be a stepping stone SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some athletics now two weeks ago the Counting North uh, Athletics Championships 2 runners went under 10 seconds in the 100 meter final one of them was uh, africa's or south africa's 100 meter record holder connie simbini he ran a 9.92 narrowly beating out a youngster by the name of tando roto who was 0.03 seconds behind him roto hails from dimbaza a small township between king williamstown and alice in the eastern cape and is now officially the second fastest sprint of all time in south africa with his 9.95 second finish as the athletes prepare for the senior National Championships in Pochestrum in two weeks' time. The 21-year-old told SABC Sport reporter Belile Mbule about his goal of running at the World Student Games and the IAAF World Championships later this year. Uh, my love with athletics, it all began when I made the, the team to go to PAL to go and represent uh, my, pro, my, my pro, pro province in Cape Town and PAL SA schools and I made the 200-meter final. And then I, re- I realized there that it, it's possible that I can run, I can take this as a as a profession. So then I got a bazaar to come study here at the Transport High School, and from from there I've been in athlete, athletics all out. Being here, and you know that this is a place where the likes of Akane have been, and you see other top athletes um, who have came through here, I mean, even your LJs, does it make it easier um, in terms of aiming that high? Because you can see, if somebody can uh, finish in the top five, 
in the biggest event in the 100 meters at the Olympics and he comes from here, it also means that uh, you can achieve. Yes, because we, you know, we normally tend and think, tend to think that Usain Bolt and them, they different from from us. But now when we saw Akane Saisambini making the Olympic final and taking portion five, the Luvoma Manyonga taking silver in the long jump, we noticed that these are the people we live with. These are the, the, the people they're not different from. from from, from us, the normal human, 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 human beings. So when we started off the off season, then 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 we knew that we have a goal in mind. We need to run fast, and this past week, this past weekend, we achieved it. What do you think made it possible uh, to run that sub ten? What made it possible to run that sub ten? I think it was because I had a very good off season, and I was injury free coming into into the season. And I think all the hard, 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 hard work and the support I receive here at Tax Athletics and HBC and the and the whole of the the university, I think that's what made it po- possible. Let's go back uh, to King Williamstown and uh, Timbaza, where you come from in the township. Has it always been the thing for you, um, running the sprints? Um, things when I was still back home uh, at Timbaza, I wasn't really into sport. I played a bit of soccer. I played a bit of rugby. You, as you as you might know, that So I played but I never really took it seriously. When my mother moved up to pre, to to Pretoria, that that that's when I actually started thinking of doing sports and pursuing a career in it. And now that you've started and you're also making the headlines, what becomes the next focal point? The next fo- fo- focal point for, for me is to stay injury-free because staying injury-free, you, ru- you can run fast. But if you're injured, you cannot do anything. So if I can stay healthy and keep training hard, hopefully I can qualify for World Student Games and World Champs in La- London. As you said, um, after Anaso coming from uh, King Williamstown, was it an inspiration to you to say, here's someone from my town, and it means that if I can be serious on whatever I'm doing, I can make it? Yes, definitely, because, you know, I've had chats with, with him, and he's, he, he's always, always uh, back me up, say, saying, Tando, you can do it. You just have to be injured, because for, for the past three, four years, I've been running all, but getting injuries and niggles, so he's always been there for me and I think he also helped a bit. SAFM Sports Rap. That's it for the show for this evening. Thank you so much for listening. Coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news, it is the Talk Shop with Naledi Malayo. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, sport at safm.co.za is the email address, or you can find us on social media as well. From myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, thank you for listening. It's time for your news.